are back. Kelly Schoestrom is joining us for Budgeting Basics today. Hi, Kelly. Hello, Miss Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I was not doing well last week when we uh, had the show. That was no fun at all. I had some kind of virus, and it was not a fun experience, I can tell you that. All of my friends with young kids right now are just going through a moment of like, things are not okay. So something's for sure going around. Yeah. And somebody else told me that too. I'm like, why was I the not young kid that got it? Maybe it's because <laughs> I, I must, well, I was around little kids. Maybe that's what happened. That doesn't normally happen to me. So that could have been, it was a few days before that. So they're probably all in school and I don't have school kids anymore. And I probably just took something home with me. <laughs> all right. We have things to talk about today. Hopefully you're still there. You kind of went quiet on me here for a second. Yeah, I'm still here, Kelly. I, I think we're talking about like an emergency fund, right? That's what we want to talk about. Emergency funds are important to have. Yes. And so I think, um, Kelly, you and I have talked about emergency funds before, um, but I found this article on Insider, um, businessinsider.com, and they talk about building up an emergency fund and why it's especially right now important before a potential, I'm going to say a big word potential here, recession next year in 2023. Um, and I think just also with the past with COVID, like everyone learning, like I did not have enough money saved up. And so how can we actually start to use um, the emergency fund lessons that you and I talk about to prepare for next year in case something does happen. Okay. So do you want to explain what that emergency fund is and how, how you fund it first? Yeah, I would love to. And so an emergency fund is just an amount of money that you have set aside for an emergency. And so your six month car premium is not an emergency, for example, that's something that we know what's going to happen. Um, your mortgage is not an emergency. Um, some might even argue, Kelly, that you getting a flat tire and having to buy a new tire um, is also not an emergency because, you know, we have, we talk about sinking funds also. We're setting small amounts of money aside every single month to kind of build up a balance um, in certain categories in our life. And our car loan, for example, is one of those where we know something or our car, we know yeah. something is going to happen. And so setting mm -hmm. money aside to make sure we have that car. But of course, if you have the emergency fund, we, we, we digress, you can use it. But so an emergency fund is just that money that we have that we do not touch, but it is also liquid Kelly. And what I mean by that it is, is it is accessible. It is money that you can get to in the event of an emergency. It's not sitting in stocks and bonds. You don't have to call six people with a secret passcode to release it in a week from now. Um, it's just money set aside in a potentially a high yield savings account for those emergency funds. And the experts do recommend that you have three to six months worth of expenses set aside in that fund. I know that's like shocking to some people because, and even still for me, I'm like, wow, I don't know how I can ever get to that point. But I I know that I'm good in a, as far as my credit goes, that part's good. So now it's trying to work on how to get that job done. Exactly. And if you think about it, Kelly, like um, the average American has quite a bit of debt, even if it's not quote unquote bad debt, it's just car loans and maybe some student loans. And maybe they have a personal loan on a boat that they bought or a kitchen renovation, whatever it is, all of those monthly payments that you currently are paying. Imagine if you didn't have debt, 
that would be the money that you're using to fund this emergency fund. And so we're not asking you to come up with money out of thin air. This is money that you kind of already have, but currently it's just going towards debt. And so we're here every week to reframe our thinking. Um, it doesn't mean that debt is bad, but the quicker that we can get rid of our debt, no matter how low the interest rate is, people, um, the quicker that we can get rid of that debt, the quicker we free up some of our paycheck, the cash that yes. we can have to actually go towards things like having a solid emergency fund. I love that. I love that. And it makes it, it makes it feel more doable, right? Because these things, these loans hopefully are temporary for people. Some of them don't have to last forever. If you pay ahead, pay ahead, get it, get it, you know, don't do those minimum monthly payments. I like how now they will tell you like on a credit card or something, they'll say, Hey, if you make the minimum monthly payment on this thousand dollars, you'll have it paid off in six years. <laughs> it's nice that they tell you people that because I think people go, they've got to be kidding. And then maybe they do make a little bit more than the minimum payment. And people, that's if you have the current balance. If And especially for a credit card, that balance doesn't stay the same. We are always using credit cards, right? And so that is the minimum payment will be paid off in six years, assuming this balance never changes. But the second the balance changes, that goes out the window. And so, yes, it is good that they put it on those monthly statements. They didn't used to not. No. Didn't used to not. Um, but they all, <laughs> I remember when I um, had credit card debt, my minimum monthly payment was sometimes like $25. And I was like, and I remember, even though I knew nothing about money, I was just like, I feel like that's really low compared to the yeah. amount of money that I owe. Like, this can't be good. This I'll never pay off. I'll be paying on this for longer than I'm alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's not a way to live, Kelly. And I know you and I talk about this show every single week. We do not judge on like what kind of debt that you have or you choose to take out or where you decide to focus your money on, right? It's all about just being intentional. And it's about doing something, knowing that there's a bigger picture, there's a bigger plan. And we're, we don't want to live our lives just in the day to day of waking up, going to work, making our car payment. And that's what our paycheck gives us money for. And then maybe hoping to go out to eat once a week, right? We want yeah. a little bit more. And so we can focus our money to actually accomplish some of those goals, then we're just freeing up some money. The goal is being paying off some of the debt and rearranging how we're spending a budget. Um, then we can actually use some of that money to do the bigger things in life. And so I know three to six months of an emergency fund sounds like a lot, Kelly. Um, but think of how many people lost their jobs for um, a full year in the pandemic, or um, they may have um they, they maybe not have lost a job for a full year, but maybe like even just three months, but then that's three months that you're kind of sucking out of your savings account and not being, and just crossing your fingers that it works out after that a period of time. And so the one thing Kelly, that I wanted to get into with this article is they make a really good point. Um, I think right now, if you were to calculate three to six months of expenses, Kelly, I'm sure you'd you would say yes to this too, but that probably includes, if you just look at your budget, um, Pro tip, if you have a budget, this is easier. It includes Netflix. It includes buying clothes. It includes getting your hair done. Would you say that like, if you were to just say what are three to six months of expenses, it would include that stuff? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. and I think that's normal, like, right? Like that's how much my life costs. But this article does a really good job of, hey, people, when we talk about the three to six months of expenses, in if you had to, you wouldn't need to be getting your hair done every six weeks. You probably wouldn't go buying clothes at Target every time you walk into their doors. You probably wouldn't be getting your nails done or guys, you probably wouldn't be, what do guys do? I don't know. Spend money I on games know. or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever they do. Um, I, know, I don't either. <laughs> and so 
don't be overwhelmed by three to six months of what you think your current expenses are. Take a step back, take a breather and just say, okay, if I had to survive for a month, if I lost my job, if we had no income coming into this house, what do we absolutely have to buy? We need to pay our rent or our mortgage. We need to cover our other basic bills, cell phone, um, internet, that kind of stuff. We need to buy groceries. Um, we need to put gas in the car. And so those are the items that you're really trying to add up to figure out that three to six months. And then I think once you get that number, you'll realize it's a little bit more doable. Yep. I totally agree. And and I have cut back on so many of those little trivial things that you're talking about. It puts so much money back in your pocket, you don't even realize it. Oh, yeah, exactly. These trips, you know, do, you know, you really, I actually looked today because Starbucks menu came out today, their holiday menu. Mm. And I was thinking, huh, if I made this, you know, iced latte at home and spent $119 on one of those espresso machines, how much money would I actually save in a year if I was that person that had to have that $7 fancy cup of coffee every single day I went to work? Seven times five, 30. So you're spending $200 a month. You're spending a car payment in coffee a month. Exactly. And just, first, not saying your coffee's not important. I'm just saying that's an example. It's one, exactly, Kelly. It is one example. And um, the people that I love to, you know, there's the latte factor. It talks about, um, how it will not let you become a millionaire or like people are shaming people also for using that as an example. And I think the story behind all of that is you should not be spending $200 a month on coffee. If coffee isn't the thing that fulfills you. Right. Right. And so if it's just because you're late every day when you're going to work and you just need some caffeine and you stop at Starbucks and then you also get a biscuit because you forgot to eat breakfast. Like that's the type of spending that Kelly and I talk about trying to avoid. We want yeah. you to use every single dollar towards the things that actually make you happy. And so I, well, I work from home, so I never go to Starbucks, but I do go to Starbucks when I'm out and maybe I'm antiquing on a Saturday afternoon or Derek and I are on our way to a hike and we want to, you know, it's like more of like an experience at that point versus just doing something because you feel like you have to. Right. I totally, that totally makes sense. Sometimes it's out of habit. You exactly. Doing and certain things. And the things that you spend out of habit, those are the items. Everyone's different. Personal finance is personal people. The things that you spend out of habit, those are the things that you really want to look at to decide, okay, what can I do to change my other habits, the other things in my life to make this not a necessity? So maybe I just have to work on getting up a little bit earlier in the morning. Maybe you do, Kelly, spend $500 on an espresso machine, but it pays itself off in three months because you're no longer going to Starbucks. Maybe you take a fun coffee barista class at your local whatever and you learn how to make fun coffee and it, it can be different than just going through the drive-thru because you're going through the drive-thru and so definitely look at all of your spending and figure out what are those things that I spend just out of habit or laziness or convenience and those are the items that you can really look at reducing your spending in okay we got two minutes left anything you want to wrap up with um, so I just want to tell people, if you don't know what those items are that you're like, where do I spend out of convenience? Or you maybe think you have an idea. Stop right now if you think you have an idea, because you probably have no idea. And it's not because you're bad at money and I'm shaming you. It's because we're not taught this and we don't know. We don't have the tools to actually learn um, how to analyze our spending in a way that does it align with our goals. And so kellyshowstrom.com. There's a, um, there's a freebie library on there and it includes the 90 day expense tracker, all free tools. People just enter in your email address so that I know where to send it to click. Yes, this is me. And then you have access to all the free tools that we give out, um, that Kelly and I talk about every week. And the 90 day expense tracker will actually let you figure out 
where the heck does all of my money go? What are all, what are all the categories that I'm spending a surprising amount of money on um, that I don't need to be? And so, and that'll give you easy wins. You then use that money to start funding your emergency fund, use that money to start paying down your debt. And then you'll start to see a little bit of breathing room. And when before you were living that paycheck to paycheck stressful cycle, you're starting to actually see a little bit more money in your bank. Um, and that's where we're trying to get. I love that. Very good. All right, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time and we will be talking to you next week. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. It's Kelly Showstrom for our budgeting basics. Always some great ideas. Yeah, it's not about shaming. We all have our things that we spend on. But when you want to start saving a little bit more, what could you really live without if you really had to?